<laughs> I'm, I'm glad you stuck with that laptop, Alex. It seems to work a lot better for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is Barry for Upstream number 21. We're here late night with Chad and Alex. How are you both doing? Good. Good. Yeah, glad you guys could make it out. I, I didn't even think this was going to happen, but here we are, you know? <laughs> late night. Late night getting it done. But no, there's there's actually uh, some things to talk about, some things worth talking about. I think uh, BBM definitely being a, a highlight there, but we'll get there. I'm pushing this out on the social media as we speak right now. Um, of the last week, the biggest, at least most recent news, for me at least, was the 55% sale. I'm really excited about uh, the 55% off. It's key devices, do you guys know which devices are currently supported on the 55% off in Shop Blacker? I think majority of the devices except for the latest ones, so your Passport, your the Porsche Design 9983 and the 82, I think those are the ones that are not involved or included in the sale. But you can pick up a Q10, Q5, Z30, um, Z30? $200. Yeah, Z30 for $200. No, no way. I think it's 300 is it three hundred two ninety nine? Yeah. Even okay. so, but it's it doesn't work on Verizon though, right? No. No, it's two GSM. GSM, GSM yeah. and unlocked unlocked devices. So that's that's okay. cool. You can kind of take it across carrier, unless you're CDMA like Verizon, and don't play that game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I think I'm gonna grab a, a Q5 in red. I've been wanting one for a while. It seems like a good price. Why not? I mean, <laughs> that's the one <laughs> one BlackBerry device I don't have in my collection. Does a Dev C count as a Q10? I mean, not really. Unless you convert it. <laughs> It'd be so cool if like, we could just like put a touch-sensitive keyboard like onto older devices or something like that, like, some kind of modular keyboard that could be switched out. I would pay typo-type prices, like 100 bucks or something like that. That's just me. Damn. Well, if I didn't buy this Passport, I probably would have picked up a Z30. That's right. You yeah. Came from, you came from a Z10, right? Yeah, I went from a Z10. I had that massive 4,500 milliamp battery on it. Um, but uh, I'm loving this Passport. I'm actually using it right now. Do you see yourself wanting to maybe go to said Z50 or whatever this device comes if it has a physical uh, QWERTY keyboard like hidden, maybe like the, the torch idea, if, if that's a thing, would, would you consider or you're sticking with the Passport? I wouldn't mind taking a look at it, but you know what? For whatever reason, I always come back to a QWERTY device. I always go back. I was on a Torch, uh, the 9860. I went back to a Bold. Um, and then I went to the Z10, and now I'm on a Passport. So. It's kind of back and forth. Uh, I'm always seeing myself going back to a QWERTY keyboard. Hold on a second. <laughs> this is going to be amusing. <laughs> So here, here's the shelf, okay? Here's the shelf of, of BlackBerry. <laughs> There's a little bit of everything here. So what are we missing there, James? There's the Q5. That's all we're missing right now. So we have the, we have the Passport up front, right? We have, uh, we have the 9900. We've got the Dev Alpha C. We have the Z10, unbranded. I, I love the Z10. Uh, we have the Z30, which is still an awesome device. Uh, I have device monitor on on this thing. It's been in power saving mode. And it's been on for like ten days, and it's like <laughs> it's like a, it's like twenty five percent. It's actually doing really well. Um, My Z ten right now is like that too. It's yeah, like on sixteen. This is a playbook, and like I I love doing this comparison that like the passport is literally just like half of. Oh wow! Like, like legitimately, it's same same exact height and everything. So if you playbook owners, 
to really take a look at uh, kind of the passport. It really just feels like I'm chatting and speaking to this as well. It's like a tablet in your hands. The keyboard's awesome. Love, love the keyboard. That's Wait, like so you keep, you keep the devices turned on within battery saver mode? Because I think I have my Z10 and Dev Alpha C turned off, and they start blinking after a few days. Like yeah, they need yeah. more battery. Leave them on in airplane and battery saving mode. That should go really. Yeah. Why? I don't understand this. I don't understand technology. Power saving just downclocks the CPU. So if your phones are off, like they're not doing anything, or so you think. The battery is still sustaining a charge, but it's not actually pushing current through. So it's just leaving that and getting rid of it. Well, thanks for the tip. Going to do that now. <laughs> Glad I came tonight. <laughs> right, for, for a developer like you, I mean, keeping those devices on and test ready is actually, like, valuable. I'm just being a douche. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I love my, I'm my devices. I think when 10.3.1 comes out, I'm going to finally open up this baby. And it looks like a Z30, but it's not. It's just something in the box of a Z30. You see it there already. It's, it's the red Z10. <laughs> I'm waiting. It hasn't been, I don't think I've even turned it on yet. <laughs> just kind of waiting for an official 10.3.1, and we'll bring it out, test that out. Well, technically, 18T right. released. Technically. We'll get on to that later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get like on that. <laughs> Speaking of beta, um, we have some uh, new things over in BlackBerry Beta Zone. Candid, which is a, a private social network exclusively for BlackBerry 10 and the web. It's actually on the web as well. And iGram. Oh, it's cross-platform. Candid's yes, cross-platform. Is it really? So they did yeah, the jump that took it cross-platform? That's kind of yeah. awesome. It's, but what's interesting, though, I was checking out the other day, um, on on Android, they have about 500 downloads. On iOS, not too, too many, but within, like, BlackBerry World, obviously, like, it's just a dominant platform. They have thousands upon thousands, and most of the activity is definitely from BlackBerry 10 users. And I, it, I was talking to the developer, and it's kind of an interesting thing where it really shows that when you develop for BlackBerry 10, this is like a great app and a good idea, but it's like when you put it into the other ecosystems, it, it just gets buried, even if it's a great idea. Whereas in BlackBerry, if you have a good idea and a good app, then people use it, and it's this is like a perfect example of that, I think. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's so well integrated on BlackBerry 10 as well with hub integration and just it's it really grew and blossomed on BlackBerry 10, and obviously there's a user base it still continues to use it and continues like putting in new anonymous stories. I found a lot of cool things in there, you know, people from different places, just all trying to kind of communicate through, I guess, kind of the quintessential part of what communication is, which is just kind of sharing experiences. So I really like Candid. It's cool to see, though, things like iGram as well, kind of getting their way into BlackBerry world, allowing kind of users to get at the application for free pre-release. I think that's a big thing. It allows us to kind of give feedback in the right way, not just like angry tweets on Twitter to the developer or anything like that. <laughs> Be a little bit constructive, you know, put a survey out once of the survey for you instead of just like, this is broken. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys, uh, like, we have this AT&T with 10.3.1. It was actually, what was it, uh, 1016? Was that the version number? Yeah. So it was a pretty young 10.3.1 build from what I understand. I think we're actually on later builds nowadays. So this is maybe something they were testing internally and accidentally put it on the production servers to go out. But uh, did anyone grab it, Chad, or have you, are you using it on yours? Yes, I grabbed it the day it was released. I downloaded it, 
Um, you know, to be honest, in the beginning, it was glitchy. Um, a lot of flickering within screens, opening up apps, going through the file manager, opening up the camera. Um, but I've been on it for since Thursday. When did it really Wednesday or Thursday? About it, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been on it since then. The glitch, the flickering has gone away. The battery life went from an average of five hours to, I think I'm on, uh, let's see here. I don't even know what it is left. I closed the device manager. Um, I have 30%. Um, I unplugged it like at 12 o'clock today. Um, so I'm getting about 10 to 15 average, uh, 10 to 15 hour average right now. Nice. So it's, it's working. It's doing its thing. Like legitimately, I'm getting like 21 hours on the device. And maybe it's because I don't use it like hardcore. Like I'm not like on it all day, but I'm on it all day. 21 hours for me is like inconvenient. It's like I'm going through a full day, through a half of a day, and then I'm like at you know 10% at like two, <laughs> 2 in the afternoon, and it's like, damn, do I want to top it off at 54% when I get home, or do I want to just like let it go through? So for me, I'm kind of trying to get used to Passport and, and the insane battery. Like with Z30, it would get me through a day, about, as you said, about 15, 13 hours kind of consistently. Yeah. I'm honestly getting so much battery life out of Passport. I'm I'm still on the the original. I haven't gone to ten. The what is it, the 1154 or something like that, yeah, or 1054. 10, yeah. You didn't jump to the four, what is it, fourteen sixteen or something? I might have jumped. I might have jumped over that ten dot three bit. But um, I did. You know what? The fourteen sixteen, to be honest, was like one of my favorite OSs out of the three that I've had on the Passport. Great battery life. Um. But, you know, to be honest, I like the 10.3.1 features, which is making me stay on this OS. You know, I'll deal with the battery. I had a Z10. I think I can manage. Can you, though? I mean, like, it's one of those things that, like, it's not removable. It's all integrated. You have to – you're going to be wall-hugging at some point or another, even days in between. Um, you know, to be honest, I've been using my, uh, my battery pack that I have for my Z10. I have it as a backup. I haven't used it yet. I have it as a backup. Because I've actually been able to use it through the time that I needed it um, and just used it throughout the day. And then when I get home, I just wait till it drains out and then I'll just plug it in. Right. That's actually a good idea. I, I have all these packs laying around that I never use, but I probably should. It's a very really good idea. Uh, do, you, do you guys keep uh, battery saver mode on a lot of the time at like 20%? I don't have it turned on. I have it turned on when it hits like twenty percent. Okay. Um, but I don't know. I just I don't even need it. Yeah. I, well, I, there's a lot of people. Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't have it on on my passport because I'm still on ten dot three. But on the actually on the Z thirty, what I did was I put it on uh, set it for ninety nine percent to down really? clock to down clock almost immediately because okay. it's limiting the CPU performance. I mean, what? we know ten dot three and all of this it runs on something. like like, you know, the Z10. So with the better specs, it kind of averages out the experience. BB10 is solid, as is. Yeah. I mean, I did notice it, it might have been due to beta and, like, you know, whatever happening. I was doing that, too, and I noticed that when I had a lot of, like, group messages going on within BBM and stuff, then my keyboard would start to lag, even after, like, a restart. And then I actually turned battery saver remote off, and the keyboard instantly started working perfectly. So I could actually mm -hmm. tell some of the down clock. I was just wondering... I felt like the passport, there's probably no way you'd even notice that, though, because, right. like, the That's CPU is so much more powerful that it's, like, so. 
I'm, I'm excited about it. I really am. And this white keyboard that people keep talking about. Oh, I, I, I have mine on. I have, I love the white keyboard. I have can it on auto. Can, can you show yeah. that on, on screen? I'd like yeah, to. Yeah, let me see if I can bring it up here. So it, it even on um, Passport, white as well. That makes so yeah. much sense. So much sense. Here, let me... Oh, it's too bright. Too bright. <laughs> Hold on. Me. Take a screenshot too. <laughs> yeah, we could probably blame Google for, for that one. No. I see it a little bit on Alex's side. Hold on, hold on. I got a better idea. I will turn the brightness off because. No. Come on. No, not happening on either. <laughs> you don't want it to be honest. It, it, you got to do oh, something. Oh, 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 here, here, there, there you go. There I got an angle. Oh no. Nice. So yeah. So it, I have it. It's good. It's yeah, good that it's not. It. It's good that it's not inverted. You know, they could have yes. been color scheme, but they didn't. They actually designed a white keyboard, which is awesome. So now, if I close out of that, mm -hmm. and then I go into uh, a dark themed app. Um, Medium. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> it's it's interesting. I was doing the type there. Good there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it like totally just switches back and forth if it's darker light theme. And I pretty much it only goes on for emails for me because that's really like the only light theme app and that's because the hub's uh, white. But I like it. Like it makes typing emails a little bit more fun because I'm not used to seeing the white. So then I see it, and it's like I have fun playing with it while I type an email. So I kind of like that it, it switches back and forth. I'm about it. That sounds pretty awesome. Like yeah. I, they're they're doing a lot to kind of bring it out to I think a broader field, and it really is, makes you wonder, Alex. Like at this point, from a developer perspective, what are you looking for in terms of maybe the next OS iteration? You know, they've kind of fleshed out a lot of what the OS has to offer. I want to see maybe the core apps get redesigned and overhauled and expanded on, but as in terms of like API, what's what's limited on your end? Yeah, I mean, I I don't really use too much like hub integration. Like I've never even used hub integration or had any reason to. Um, and it's really one of the the biggest problems that me and other devs seem to be having is you know like when you're in the hub and you scroll down and it hides the um, little thing, like it, it moves it down, yeah. signature action, mm -hmm. it moves it down. So it should do that natively, and it's kind of set up in my app to do it natively, but they somehow like disable it and it's not working. So really no apps automatically hide it except for a couple BlackBerry uh, 10 apps. For instance, BlackBerry World does it, the Hub does it, and I think those are like the only two apps that, that do that. So they should bring that native functionality to our apps some clubs or devs are claiming that they can do it, others can't do it, people are doing it their own little way that doesn't look as nice or feel as mm -hmm. smooth, but that's just like a little thing that bugs me that they need to, they need to do. Right, like, like right now in the very flow app on Passport, if you go into an article at the very bottom, it looks like the padding, like there's not enough padding, but really yeah. the ball oh, is that's supposed, to thing. Hide away. Yeah, it's supposed to hide away, but it doesn't, and that's, that's mm -hmm. based on the 10.3 SDK, so... The apps are having to be rewritten, it seems, for 10.3.1 to really bring it up to par. Yeah, I mean, there, there's the bottom, I think it's like a 40-pixel kind of barrier there, and it's even in, like, the native uh, music app and stuff. So rather than all of the developers going in there and adding 
50 pixels or whatever padding to every single screen or whatever their app, I think BlackBerry should just make it so if it's a list, then it automatically adds a buffer at the bottom because, right. like, to save us time, why do you want all of it, you know? I'm, I'm really hoping they do that. These are, like, really nitpicky things, small, though. Yeah, like, small inconsistencies, yeah. like, on the overall scheme. I honestly think the music application on 10.3 Plus is a lot better, but I still want to see something else. It's still very kind of bare bones. Equalizer is nice, but there's not a lot of control there with it. Darius had mentioned, you know, yo, when are we going to be able to add album artwork in app? Like, I get that. That's something I would like, and maybe it's yeah. not on the not on the enterprise roadmap that they've kind of laid out for themselves. But still, these are kind of some of the refinements I'd like to see. When BB10 hit market, it felt like such a consumer you know, OS. Like, it was ready. It's got all these cool, new, innovative features, yada, yada. And then it's like, oh, but we're doubling down on enterprise and totally leaving that where it was. Like, advancements on time shift and things like that, like, we don't see that, you know? Yeah, we can save them now and edit them later. They're just those tiny core refinements that I'd still like to see. What about you guys? Like, battery saver, though, for instance, like, that's a corporate feature, but as a consumer feature, too, like, heck yeah, I want battery saver, right? So, sometimes it makes sense, the consumer feature, or the corporate, or enterprise features, rather. So, let's transition here, then. Let's transition to talking about this BBM subscription. It's a big topic. It's pretty much the biggest topic of the week. A lot of people feel a lot of different ways about it. So, let's start with Alex. We'll go to Chad, and I'll close up. What do you think the rollout structure is going to be? What will be premium? What will be subscription? And why? So I'm very mixed on this, and it's not for me necessarily being mixed. Um, I have more feelings about my friends probably won't be doing the subscription thing. So, okay, to break it down, what is probably going to be paid? They pretty much already said that the time messages and retraction, where you can pull back the messages, those will essentially be... Uh, paid for, <laughs> uh, sorry, I was just reading the chat. Those will essentially be paid as like a premium package. And then they said other stuff in addition to that would, would be paid. Um, I'm assuming what there's BBM protected. I don't feel like they would force BBM protected on consumers because that uses Bez 10, right? Like you need Bez 10 for BBM protected. So that's, right. I don't think that's going to be part of the package. It might be like another package of its own. But we're talking about a possible consumer package. That would be time messages, um, retro, I can't even think of the word, I just said it two seconds ago, retract, <laughs> and that is what they decided to do. And then in addition to that, there's going to be BBM meetings, which we actually see in the consumer BBM within a group, you'll actually see the BBM meetings there. So that makes me feel like it's not going to be an enterprise-only feature, or else they wouldn't have thrown it out in a consumer release and then you click in and it says more information coming November 11th or whatever it is. So that is probably going to be another thing within that package. So what I'm thinking BBM meetings is really going to be, it's going to be like the multi-chat, and I'm assuming there's going to be a free alternative, which is just going to be the one-to-one video chat, and hopefully cross-platform. But when we're talking about having four or five or six or seven or eight people in a meeting, a video chat at once, I think that's going to be part of the premium feature. So there's got to be more, though, I think. Here's what – let's actually hear from Chad. What do you think will be the subscription base there? I agree with a lot of what Alex said, and this is – I do as well. I just – I'm Just points, but uh, go ahead. I'm just torn that – yes, I know with BBM's cross-platform, but they should keep it loyal to those who continue using the BlackBerry devices 
to not charge them or discount. Um, BBM meetings, you know what, have it free for up to four people and then charge after that having more people on top. But honestly, everything that Alex said, I, I agree. You know, it, it would be nice to see certain features included in this premium package, but also have it available just to try it out because if you want to utilize it even more, then you would subscribe. Just have it limited to utilize prior so you can get the hang of it, get used to it, and then if it's something that you see yourself using more and more and more, then they'll then you would subscribe to it. Is that what they're giving the three month thing for? Like in, in a way that's what they're saying here here's three months to test it out and then but that's, that's when you make your decision. But well, okay, so after the three month period, you can't try before you buy, and that's why I think he's saying like once. It's oh, no, I agree. Yeah, people. Yeah, someone that just downloads BBM, they should have the chance to try it. Yeah, absolutely. It should be like you're on BBM, and within the first three months, it's a free feature or something like that, like a timed promotion. Yeah. My thing is, if I were to pay for BBM in any capacity, I'd want to get. I don't want premium features. I want an entirely pro version. So sponsored posts, get them out of my feed. Stickers, I should have access to all stickers and all wallpapers without yeah. having to purchase them and actually own them. Um, I want, you know, I want, I want a lot of like kind of more robust things. So channels, maybe give as an admin some more things on the back end, allow me to have multiple admins or, or things like that as part of the subscription model. So really, truly premium features for BBM. And I really think we're going to start seeing some of those. Maybe not, you know, to those fullest extents, but things like picture, you know, retraction and things like that, or timed messages. That really is a very niche, niche, niche thing. As, as we mentioned here, talking previously about maybe enterprise and uh, BBM and consumers, about 30% of people that are actively part of the 91 million are in enterprise using BBM. So if you take that fact and add in things like eBBM and the other subscription platforms that they had with Bez10 that add to BBM, things like BBM meetings kind of start blurring the line, so to speak. So like, will a consumer be able to use BBM meetings to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, or is that the standalone BBM? And if that's cross-platform, how does it happen when iOS and Android don't yet have a one-to-one -one video client? You know what I'm saying? So here's a fun fact for you, and you guys may have seen this over in, in Crackberry's forum, so that's definitely where I saw it. Zoom, which as we know looks to be the foundation of BBM meetings, one of their founders, one of their key investors at the beginning is Dr. Patrick Sung Xiong, part-time owner of the Lakers, and as well the name we know behind Net Health and Networks. So Again, they've already got an established relationship there with Blackbird being a minority stake in NantWorks and Nant Health, and now Zoom, where it seems he's already got his hand in over there, they may be trying to unify something even bigger than BB meetings. I mean, think about hospitalization, being able to talk to your, your doctor and things like that. Like They, they may be working on a, a bigger endgame there. Do you guys think they're going to purchase Zoom or just be a partner? You know, like, I guess there's the, the whole thing that you bring up, too, with, like, Maluba, right? There, That's the voice, right? Mm -hmm. Voice assistant. If they haven't announced that they're purchasing that yet, then, which everyone, all of us, we think that would be a good move. Just, you need a voice assistant, so you should probably purchase a company that, you know, does that to be competitive. 
But if they haven't even done that, I don't necessarily think they're going to go and purchase like Zoom. They'll probably just have um, a, a good partnership going just like they have with the... I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting all these names um, now. It's late. Uh, it's glimpse, 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 glimpse. Um, yeah, I think it'll be like the partnership with Glimpse rather than like purchasing because and I hope they purchase. But do they even have enough money right now? Like, is this on their their roadmap? They're trying to save money, cut costs. They're going to be how much does Zoom cost? Like, we don't know necessarily. Supposedly about twenty thousand customers, if not more, that are already using it in businesses and different things like that. I just don't see them. At this point, like you said, with the cost cutting that's going on, investing in the infrastructure and supporting it and maintaining it, for, I, I've heard rumors and murmurs from some of my, my contacts over at BlackBerry that the entire network operating infrastructure that runs BBM costs about $100 million just, just, just to keep it up and running really? across the globe. Again, this is a global data network, a secure one at that. So... Chen, in an interview with Amber Tanwar over at uh, BNN, actually brought out the fact is like by the end of 2016, we expect to be making at least 100 million dollars on BBM. So they'd have to make 200 million. Right to to, to truly be profitable. But again, we're looking at it as a knock first BBM type thing. The knock is also Bez 10 and and a lot of the other data capacities. A lot of what seems to be the BlackBerry cloud <coughs> is running through these different data centers and network operating centers to actually securely have those communications. So. Really, if we look at like Bez 12 and include all these other things that are going to be running on that data network, BBM is just a small part of it. But if we can continue to keep costs down by not having to do video over that same data network, it allows them to kind of have that, okay. that better support. We don't have to worry about dropouts and, you know, too many people on BBM video calls at once, crashing the whole thing. And you know, yeah, there's a reason that they haven't released video yet on Android and iOS. Like... They, this can't be just a coincidence or coincidence that they've literally waited like I feel like it's been like a year it may have been a year for them to do this and they did promise this a while ago and then you see everyone complaining why can't a cross-platform BBM video yet so it seems like that does make sense like for that's also a cost-cutting thing um, I don't see why they wouldn't do that but then that totally makes it where it's probably going to be a paid feature or a, a BBM premium feature and then when you're talking about iOS and you could do FaceTime for free or I guess if you have a BlackBerry 10 device and someone else has BlackBerry 10 device then you can do that for free. I, they need to get more BBM users and by by making these premium subscriptions for more consumer oriented stuff I think that's going to hurt them. Like just basic video is an important <coughs> thing for a messenger like this. I, I think you're absolutely right and it's going to be a, an interesting path for them to walk. Brandon posted the uh, the what was it 66 brand or something like that who did the the commercial behind the new BBM features it seems like as they push more into the consumer light they also want to tailor it for business if you look at that commercial it's like i'm in a situation where i sent my boss at work who uses BBM i sent him a message about you know something i meant to send to my girlfriend who also uses BBM so it is like this work life type of thing um, what do you guys think of, about something like a subscription across all of BBM as opposed to just those premium features? Well, I, I guess, I don't know. It's I think that I do like it being free and having some kind of thing for, for the paid features, like a subscription model for that, but I think they need to really, 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 really um, 
go deep down and figure out what is enterprise, more of an enterprise feature, and what is more of a consumer feature. Um, the, the, they need to build BBM stronger and stronger in order to get more users. They need to have unique value propositions. A good unique value proposition that we're talking about here is the retract and the time message. And the problem with this is they're now saying it's going to be a premium feature. So it's kind of like, do we have to expect all these, any changes in the future to BBM? They're going to end up calling this premium features, like nice pizza. They need to instead focus on building up BBM and make people want to come over and use it rather than saying, oh, here's an awesome feature, but we're going to consider this enterprise, which time messages, I don't really see that as enterprise. It's even Chen on stage said, this is like a Snapchat feature. So Snapchat is totally consumer, and Chen himself crossed the two. Snapchat, I don't, I don't BBM. Know, I don't know. There's a lot of different things. So like the way eBBM works right now, you send a, you have to send a unique uh, entry key phrase, be it you know where's the toast or yeah. x one two. You have to send that outside of BBM for it to be accepted into the conversation. So imagine if I send you a timed message of the key code to then enter our highly encrypted eBBM conversation. And it literally disappears after that point. There, there are use cases. Yeah. It's, it's there are. But who, who's going to use it more? Consumers sending nudes or whatever the heck they want to do, or me just sending one of my friends a stupid picture that me making a stupid face that I'd rather him not take a screenshot or save it or whatever. Like The things that Snap, people use Snapchat for, are people going to use it more for <laughs> that? Or more. That's a great example that you brought up. But what are they going to use it more so? And I think it's more consumer feature. I I don't like that they're crossing the streams here. I just I, the way I see it, like you can't beat Snapchat. Like it doesn't. We can't even send and retract videos or things like that. Like Snapchat has that niche, and it's going to be there for the consumers. I don't see like a bunch of my gal pals hopping over to BBM just to be able to have that feature. So I think it really is one based on communication. Jeremy sent me his address. And it was timed, you know? He's like, yo, you got my address for a little bit, but I don't want that lingering on your phone. I mean, look at look at the way Hub is designed right now, okay? If you hand your phone over to someone, they could do a couple swipes and be like four layers in on your Facebook messages between, you know, those <laughs> who. You know, there's really no barrier of security there. I would love to be able to hide different areas of BBM, rather the Hub, like hide an account before I hand it off to someone. With retracted messages, it really does give you the privacy and control to say, you know, I don't want this showing up anywhere. You know, I, I do videos here on my phone, and I'm going through our conversations, Alex, and it's on camera. You know, you know, someone's address, someone's name, some personal information might come across, and it's something you may not want, that, you know, really to linger on someone else's device. But Those features should be both. Yeah, go, go, go. The features shouldn't be separated from enterprise to consumer. You know, the time messages, like you said, if you're sending an address, if you're sending a picture, if you're sending documents contracts, things like that. It goes all involved. I don't use Snapchat, so I don't even know what you guys are talking about on that. I, that's, I'm, use your imagination. I'm too old for that, old for that probably. Um, any, Facebook Messenger, you know, the only time I message anyone on Facebook Messenger is like friends that don't even use BBM. But honestly, if you don't have anything to hide, you shouldn't be worried about handing your phone over like James said. You know, I, I wish I could hide something before I hand my phone over to share it with someone, but you know what? I, I don't have anything to hide. I had I had a guest today at work. We were talking. He's from Toronto. He pulls out his Q5. I'm like, awesome. Hey, 
have you seen the passport? And he's like, That's, I'm going to be getting one on the way home and everything. I just handed him my phone. I don't have anything to hide. I don't have nude on there. I don't have posts or pictures of me, like selfies, things like that. I don't, I don't have anything to hide, so I just hand it off. But going back with separating between enterprise and consumer, and, and again, I, I go back to what I said. The subscription should be, if you plan on using it for more than a limited feature, limited use. Right. If you're going to be sending a couple of things, like a couple of, like, Six times or five times a month, timed messages. You didn't increase that. You don't have to worry about the subscription. But if you plan on using it more and more and more, that's when you should involve in the subscription. Go like James said, a pro version. Yeah. Um, same thing that's like with documents and documents. Fantastic idea, Chad. Like, give me 30, 40 timed messages before I'm prompted to a subscription or something static like that. Because really, for the general users like you and I, how often are we going to use it? The only messages time that I've sent have been to Alex for testing purposes. Yeah. yeah. And didn't you show something like when, like for example, Alex did a screenshot, it shows it on your on your contact saying yeah. this person has done a screenshot? Yep. Yeah. So you know if you're setting something over that you shouldn't be worried about hiding and you want to set it up like a time for like example an address or a document, a contract, this, you know what, the time feature would be perfect for what happened to me yesterday with my accident. I could go ahead and have them send me over a copy of their insurance card, things like that, information. I could just have it timed, so if I need to save it for my personal records, I could screenshot it, and it will be a great feature. But it, like I said, if you use it more and more and more, then a subscription base will make sense. But so this is, this is okay, I totally agree with all of that, but this is the only pro- part where I see a problem. BBM has 96 million users. They're like they haven't yet cracked 100 million, and we're talking about WhatsApp, who I think they're almost at like 600 million right now. So the thing is, BBM they need to innovate and add new features just to bring people over possibly and use it. I'm just hoping that them adding a cool feature like this, even if we use it once a month, twice a month, even if you don't use it like at all. It's still a unique feature yeah. to this platform that could potentially bring people over, even just to try it or say that they are more of a secretive kind of thing. They want to have a fling with someone and literally send time messages for every single mess interaction back and forth. Like whatever, as long as it brings more BBM users. And I, I just I have problems where this is going to hurt them because I really I think it's more important for them to get millions, hundreds of millions of users than it is to get a subscription for this. So I feel like enterprise subscription, good, consumer, add some features like this that make people want to come over. Like I think, I, okay, let's look at it. Let's look at it here. There's Wi-Fi voice calling already with BBM Voice, cross-platform, everyone has it. There's channels, there's stickers, there's timed messages. There's a lot of additives to BBM right now, aside from chat and groups and the basic, basic things like multi-chat as well. So... As it stands right now, one of their biggest competitors is Line. They've got about 170 million active users right now. And last quarter alone, they brought in over $300 million. They were close to $400 million. And that's selling fucking stickers. I look at their monetization platform, and it's it's basic. Very, very basic. So what's BlackBerry made? Right, they haven't. They don't. They don't talk those numbers because BBM isn't a standalone unit. They don't have to report on it. 
line, this is like they are just a messaging client right there. They have a, another brand, a parent brand, that is also called Line Brand, but their Line Messenger actually reports on itself. I'm actually very impressed with stickers. It's funny that you talk about that. It's like with big companies like Universal, Disney, uh, what's the one for uh, the How to Train Your Dragon? But they're just like, it's nice to see big companies jump in on them. Yeah. It becomes a marketing tool. I mean, BBM is this international thing. So when you come over to the country, when you go to a place like Disney, your messaging client has those characters already built in. It's something familiar to you and kind of transcends the cultural boundaries of the land. BBM has a lot of potential. I think that once it has video at least one-to-one, cross-platform through Zoom integration, but Zoom integration, I think really it's going to be a pretty robust messenger overall. And then we add in the mobile airtime payments and all that other good stuff that you're going to be able to do from it. I mean... Yeah, but is that going to be a paid enterprise feature? Like, this is what worries me, too. Is every innovation from here on out on BBM going to be considered a premium feature because it's not on other platforms? I think we're going to see a little bit of both. I think they're going to continue to keep it tiered, Alex. I mean, we've seen them right now address the consumer kind of head-on, giving them stickers. You know, it's like, that's is that an enterprise feature? Like, no, it's not. So when you add on, like, layers of, of different features, things like time messages and, and obviously message retractions, you kind of see more in line of how that actually serves a place. What I think is going to be the compelling part of what BBM offers is that it offers a little bit of all the messaging clients in one. And with the subscription, it really kind of gives you a broad expanse of messaging as a platform. And that's where I think the real value is going to come in. Tie in some of the mobile payment side with BBM money into things like channels. And then we can see like even little mobile e-commerce through a microblogging platform. I don't know. I've got high hopes. For yeah. It. Got high well, hopes. they got to give like little tastes of it. Then I think like even okay, like time time messages for for or this could be an interesting idea. So it's like maybe give time messages free, but not time pictures for free. That would be a, a premium. Like give a little taste of it, so there's a unique, and then you can get like a, an added benefit or like retraction. Like I could see that could be like a premium only feature, but give us a taste of something. If it's just a time message out of those three or I feel like I, I, I really hope they continue innovating, giving something for free, give us a taste of what we can get from premium, rather than just say, here's cool features, use them for three months, and now we take them away from you. Right. I, I'd agree with that. I, th- I, think, I think if there's a combo between what you've mentioned, what Chad mentioned about just kind of giving a basic allotment, that'd be awesome. I mean, we talked about this a while back, making like a BBM money currency, and imagine paying into that currency in, in order to unlock and use for a period of time, those premium features. We don't know how they're going to do it. They've got a whole shop. So you can imagine them building some kind of virtual currency that you just pay for, and that be how they lay out the, the, the payment and subscription model. They've, they've got Let a- people buy it for their friends, too. Let me buy you stickers. Let me buy you a premium subscription for X amount of months. Like I think that could help, because I might buy my buddy for a month or something or whatever. Right, I would do that too. I really want to see, I think, the Bez 12 kind of launch here that we're going to see toward the middle of November. They're going to talk about the Zoom, they're going to talk about the BBM meetings, and I think we'll kind of get a better sense of the foundation BBM has going forward. It seems that they're really focused on kind of leveraging, ramping up, like we don't have time to build this ourselves, we got to go, 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 go. I think 
a, a year from now, not only will BB10 as an OS be kind of transcendent from where it is now, but also kind of the service offerings that they have across the board from Bez to QNX to BBM are really going to be a lot more substantial. I mean, right now they're, they're so close to feature parity with almost every other messenger out there, and they did it in a year. Like, yeah. that's, that's pretty we gotta we gotta give it to them, you know. And, and they have the hate too. Well, I guess in terms of adoption rate, it's it's tough. If they were a brand new company, nothing with BBM or BlackBerry at all, I think they'd be up there two, three hundred thousand, you know, or three hundred million subscribers. Simply, it being BlackBerry is such a hurdle for people to jump over. At least for me, recommending it. Absolutely, they're like what BBM? Yeah. <laughs> but I SMS. It's can I message? Can I? In, in should should BBM become a more integrated part of some of the other OSs? I mean, there's a, there's a widget on Android that can like sit on your 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 home screen or whatever you want to call it. iOS has really nothing unique about it on there. Well, we talked about it a few upstreams ago, like how they should utilize BBM within those platforms. Like for example, Windows Mobile. You know, I have my Windows phone and I haven't really touched it in like a month. In a month, and I blame Passport. <laughs> it's true. I, you know, I I try to use other devices, but I always come back to the Passport because for me it feels like it's too small now. <laughs> um, but uh, it's nice to see how Windows how they integrated the app within the OS, and it will be nice to utilize it with iOS as well as Android. Um, my wife, she has an iPhone, and she she prefers. SMS or iMessage, whatever, but with me, she continue uses the BBM, but she's just now saying, I'm tired of seeing these ads, and how do I get rid of them, and if she has to subscribe to get rid of these ads, she's, she's not going to do it. She's yeah. not going to want to do it. She won't do it. So, yeah. so Chad, I don't know how it works on iOS, but if I go right now into BBM, I go to my feeds, and I find a sponsored post, I can long press on the sponsored post and hide it, and it blocks it forever. And it blocks it from that particular promoter. So it blocks BBM stickers, period. So any new sticker packs are also blocked. So maybe there's a feature on iOS that allows you to block it as well. Check it out. For I'll check it out on reports. Probably does the exact same thing. It's just not obvious. Yeah, I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, yeah I didn't even. I just, thanks for sharing that. I didn't know about that online. <laughs> yep, you can hide them away, and it's a permanent thing. It's like, this cannot be undone. <laughs> Don't want don't want these sticker advertisements in the future. They want to be able to tailor them to you. That's like that's a good idea. Like it's social like a, media it's marketing. Player, that, yeah. But you can choose to ignore them and block them, which is kind of yeah. handy. Like other ads, it's like it's there. <laughs> Deal with it, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Well, look at all the other social medias. Twitter does ads. Facebook does ads. And they all do it, and you know I, I'm kind of glad that I'm using Black because I. I'm glad I paid for it because, you know, I wouldn't want to deal with ads like on the Twitter app or anything like that. I just want it to the point. Just give it to me. That's why, like, if they do the subscription for me to utilize BBM to its fullest, if I have to do it, I got to do it. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Alex really doesn't want to pay. He's so upset about it. <laughs> no, it's, it's not me, dude. I will pay 50 bucks a month if I need to. I'm worried about my friends. I know for a fact they're, they're not going to do it. I know. They're like, hmm. Like, her users will pay $50 a month? No. 
No, but I like. I know they're not going to do it. I know people who I'm trying, trying, trying to get people who are using it on iOS and they're kind of hating me for it because it's not the best experience on there. Um, if they are put, yeah, they're just going to leave. So it's like it, it's it. Blackberry, you're stressing me out because I'm trying to convert people and you're going to make it harder. Like I'd rather me be able to say, hey, check out these new features that you get that are unique. It's you know, you need but, you know before point. we start judging, we should actually see what the price points are going to be like. That's true. What well, what do you guys think a good price point would be? I would like, copy realistically? Back to a T and do a yearly BBM premium, BBM Pro. I don't care what the hell you call it. For how much? One payment a year. Keep it simple. Don't make it a monthly thing. Like maybe yeah, it kind of says every quarter or something. or something like that. Yeah. I just I just don't want it to be like something I have to think about. I want to yeah. do it one time. Don't even ask me again, type of yeah, thing. Yeah, like the the WhatsApp one dollar a year, which has never charged anyone or whatever. I know. And if if you were a BlackBerry user like, like two years ago, you get it for free or something for a lifetime. Yeah. Right. And right now, WhatsApp, I think their revenue stream was about sixteen million a year, which is like nothing with the yeah. massive. Over almost, I think it's like nearly half a billion users. Well, what's, what's the money even coming from? Because they're not charge, because they're charging like ten percent of their audience a dollar a year. Like, is that the problem? Pretty much. It's such a such a small, small, small. And that's why I think we're kind of like frustrated about the subscription thing for BBM because yeah, they they have six hundred million users. So like, and they're they're being so careful about adding a paid feature, like. They don't want anything to do with money yet. They're still building up. When you get a billion users on your platform, that's where you could be like, hey, 50 cents from everyone. People are going to be like, okay, 50 cents, whatever. And you just made $500 million. Like We're taxing you. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I don't know. It's worrisome to see the bigger guys not do it because they want more numbers. And then BlackBerry, you know, we need numbers on BlackBerry, BBM. Like, it's really important. I don't know. There's a value to the to the user base that is on BlackBerry. I mean, what's the percentage of people that read their BBM messages within 20 seconds? We're just highly engaged yeah. with BBM, more so than... Or we people. have no life, one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just make it an integral part of our communication streams. I mean, yeah. the R's, we have a true presence with the people we communicate with, and I think that's something that's kind of overrated or underrated, perhaps, on, on other platforms. BBM, to me, is... is Better than email, it really is. It's real time. I, I I know when you. I don't know when you've read an email, you know. I don't know whether you've chosen to ignore an email or I don't know how safe an email is when it goes out there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, I think benefit in having a secure, st stable foundation in something like BBM as a platform for not only communication but as well kind of creation. I mean, things like channels are kind of unique to the messaging space. Having a micro blog within the platform. Again, it just kind of has it such a broad appeal for me at least. I well, think that NBA star that just joined like a couple of weeks ago um, on the BBM oh. channel. I'm bringing it up right now. Lance Stevenson. NBA. He's been doing it, and we have other celebrities that are on it. BBM channels, you know, I think if it's promoted and marketed right, BBM channels could be like a legit social media site. Channel, channels needs the web. It needs the web. I'd love to be able to share my a web channel like out there as an actual. Well, that's, but do we need another one? Like we brought it up before. Like it could be a blend, right? Like once 
Blend, we're hoping, goes cross-platform just for BBM. So, like, you won't be getting your phone's email and all that stuff. But once you could actually put Blend on your Mac for your iPhone and just log into BBM and use BBM and channels, that could be cool, too. Um, you know, I just, there's so many social networks out there right now. And when you speak about Blend, okay, I've owned this Passport for uh, almost a month now, and I have not touched Blend. Maybe once I've used Why? it. Why? <laughs> I like holding this. It's just... Well, see, that's, that's the problem. <laughs> it's just I feel more in control. The UI on Blend is gorgeous. It looks great. It's there. It's available. It's easy to, you know what, like the one time I did use it, I used it to do some calendar entries for my wife and I because we have a shared account, yeah. and it was much easier than doing it on the phone. That was like the only thing. Other than that, like I constantly have the phone with me. I use my phone like heavy. I, like, I'm a heavy user on this device, and me to put it down to use the computer, I rarely use my laptop. You know, I haven't used this That's laptop. The yeah. I don't use it. It kind of replaced my laptop, so... That's that's the difference, though. Blend is targeting the people like me. I'm on my computer 10, 12 hours a day, um, most of it working on like websites and stuff like that. And for me to stop to pick up my phone to reply to a BBM, it, it breaks my concentration. It, it really gets me pissed off. So I go and I just mute my phone because I'm so annoyed. Um, and with Blend, it's nice because I could just tab over really quickly, reply... I could type 100 words per minute on my computer. I can't type 100 words per minute on my touchscreen Z30. So for me to not break concentration, Blend makes total sense. But I can see for you, Blend really does not have that much use. And I, and yeah, I, I can if see. I, if I were able to utilize it at work, I would use Blend more. Alex, I just had a brilliant idea. Let's get what? a fake Verizon logo, put it on your passport, and then they'll accept it. <laughs> No, this is a good idea. We should, we should definitely do this, Alex. Like, get a little decal of Verizon, slap it on the chat. passport somewhere. Chad apologizes in chat for going off topic. We're talking about blind, and, now, and he comes up with this, like, James. Because your complaint about your Z30 on the touch screen, it's like you have this passport, but you can't I'll use still it. never be able to type as quick as I can. I, I could type 100-plus words per minute on a full laptop keyboard or computer keyboard. I can't do that on a phone. But uh, like, I, the concentration. Type, I used to type like 60 to 70 words a minute on the board. Yeah. yeah. The passport, it's, it's getting used to the it. concentration. Like, at least for me, uh, stopping to pick up a phone to respond, it, it changes my focus. Whereas if I'm looking at my screen and there's something still on the screen, I could reply and go right back to what I'm doing. It's not as much of a, a break. So I think Blend is more for people who are constantly on their computer for work. I'm just chat on it. I haven't used it too much. I use mm -hmm. my computer, oh, you know, a decent amount. For me, it's still task switching. I have to leave one thing, go into this, respond, and then go back. I would love to be able to respond like in the pop up, kind of like a toast notification. Oh yeah, I'm sure that'll come though. It's that's like a yeah. But it, it, like 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 you mentioned, it's just not there as of yet. It's still kind of fresh out the oven. Needs some more time to cook, and I think 10.3.1. I heard they're putting blend betas in beta zone for a limited user base, so they're definitely working to continue, uh, I guess, elevating that experience. I'd love to see kind of where the API goes with it. Is it something developers are going to be able to tap into, tap into solely when connected with Bez? How how is that going to play out? 
would, would you build something into Blend, Alex? Is that something you'd be interested in doing? Like mock it, for oh. instance. He's already integrated with with the BlackBerry Express. So would he go this this you know the extra I, mile to have that as something in Blend? I think they're seeing Blend is a, a very enterprise focused feature, and <laughs> I don't think they're going to want to just throw everything in the kitchen sink in there. Um, I think it's really going to just try and be like the BlackBerry Hub on the computer. They might allow you to throw some social networks like Facebook, Twitter, just to be all in that feed. I think that the main purpose is to stop. Like, I, I understand you guys are totally different than me, but if I can get my hub identical on my computer and I can have my phone on the other side of the house and not have to touch it, that is a huge thing for me because I, I tell you, I get pissed off when people are BBMing me and I'm in work. Whereas if I check my blend while I'm working, I don't. It doesn't break my concentration, but my phone does. And I might just be an exception to the rule. I might be crazy. I don't know. But when I get sucked into programming and then I get my phone going off, I want to whip my phone across the room. It just breaks my concentration. And that's what I said earlier. If I had, I was able to utilize blend on my work computer. Mm -hmm. I would probably use it more. Um, stupid. Not from work, but still. Um, because I have to go, as we call it, backstage, pull my phone out, see what's going on, but then I would go back out and work. But I'm on a dual screen computer where I could multitask and everything. And if I had Blend on there, I was able to, I would be able to just utilize that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a use, but it's it's more enterprise. It's. And that's that's when Bridge was released. Those who utilize the playbook. In their workplace, uh, my last job, I was actually utilizing my playbook at work, and I always had my bold holstered or my torch holstered, and I would just, I would have my tablet, and I'm actually working with clients, and I have my playbook out and just typing away, and I'm checking emails, and I didn't even utilize the email client on the playbook. I would just utilize it through the bridge, because back with the legacy devices, the bridge was actually successful and utilized to its fullest. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Blend it has its potential. In my current situation, I don't see myself using it. But like in your case, because you're constantly on the computer looking at what you're doing and doing your jobs, and um, it works better for you. But in my case, yeah. it doesn't work. Not at the moment. Yeah. My Wi-Fi is just so shitty, Lamad. I can't even use it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it's even time to switch. It. It's time to switch. <laughs> oh man, it's like sad that the only other option is AT and T, but that's, that's something totally different. <laughs> what what is up with AT and T? Like they're putting 10.3.1 out for a device they don't support officially. Yet. Like what are you doing? AT &T? It's through, it's for those who are probably testing the device. You know, honestly, a lot of people think, oh, maybe they just jump too early. No, you know what? It's a it's not a full OS, or it is a full OS, but it's not like a a complete OS. Uh, it's our stable. There's OS. some bugs, right? Yeah. There, there are bugs, and you know, over time. The battery indicator can't. Isn't it yeah. true that you can swipe down and get yeah. the stats on there? That's yeah. a total. They would never, never, never release that to yeah. consumers. Yeah. So that that's right there telling that it was a total mistake for yeah. their testers. Yeah. Well, and then they um they retracted it, and then they released it like a 10.10 or 10.10 or 10.08 or something like that, or I don't know what it was, and then they just pulled it. So. You know, we can get people to use the word retract a lot because of BBM, and we'll start. I know. Like, it's perfect. Perfect. That is what they did. They retracted it. So, BBM advertising right there. There you go. Yeah. But, yeah, it goes to what James says. You know what? What's up with AT&T releasing it? And, 
you know what? It shows that they're coming or coming closer to releasing the passport. Um, yes, we jumped on it, or I jumped on it when it was available to purchase through Shop Blackberry, which I have to say, and you guys probably talked about it when it was uh, a few years ago. I was very impressed seeing that it was available for the states a day after it was announced. It was that for me was phenomenal. It just shows that U.S. carriers are so screwed up. The fact that BlackBerry pulled that and it worked is it's an Apple yeah. move, right? Selling it at the Apple store, at the BlackBerry store. It's just now we just need to get AT&T on board and say, hey, BlackBerry Passport now available or will be available at this time. Um, right now, if you go to AT&T website, all it is, if you do a search for BlackBerry Passport, all it shows is like up in their talk forums where there's like a representative from AT&T saying, it's coming soon, it's coming soon. We will be supporting BlackBerry Passport. It will be coming. But you know what? It goes back to AT&T making that what means the most is the dollar. Um, do they really want to release a BlackBerry Passport or device during the holidays when they know they could sell their iPhones or Androids yeah. and get their income or their revenue that way? Um, Personally, I would like to see it at the end of this year, but in reality, it's probably not going to be available until like January or February of 2015. Watch it, watch it come out on Verizon before AT&T. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd just be done. I'd be done. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy over you know here. what? Well, didn't the 9930, wasn't it released before the 9900 on um. Verizon? I genuinely don't remember. I had for breakfast. Yeah, I was good. yeah I'm, I'm with James. Ask the internet. <laughs> yeah. On your own time. We're on air, man. We're yeah. Doing, <laughs> we're billing our 17 viewers. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I think uh, since we were talking about Passport, did you guys happen to see the drop test that was mm-hmm. done by Axiom? I think there. that was awesome. I, and you know what? I've seen quite a few drop tests, and... For them to like fl- throw it in the air towards the end and like stumbling over and trying to like show it like they're trying to catch and it drops, that to me it shows that they were actually putting it to it to, to the test to its fullest potential, and it survived. Five pages, five different drops. They dropped uh, it. They dropped it face down. They dropped it on its back. They dropped it on its side. They dropped it standing on the back of a car up yeah. there, and then they chucked it like, "Hey, buddy, here's your phone." I'm lazy, and they're like, "Oh." So, no, you're absolutely right. It was cool to see it and survive. I mean, the camera was fine. The screen was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nicked up. And yeah. I was actually worried that the screen would crack. I was just – I was waiting for it yeah. to show crack, yeah. but it didn't. And you know what? It makes me want to actually accidentally drop mine to see. No. But I won't. <laughs> Dude, it, it could fall that one way. Like, is I'm sure this thing is freaking crazy well built, and the video definitely showed it, but I – Guarantee you, in a different parallel universe, if they dropped it the littlest bit different, it might have cracked part of the screen or the screen might shatter or something like that. Um, but it's kind of like you drop ten passports, and there's not going to be as much damage as if you drop ten uh, iPhones yeah. or whatever. Like the passport is an extremely well built device, and that was that was the first drop test I think I've ever seen that it, the phone was not destroyed at the end of it. Um, yeah. That was really surprising to me. There was a new iPhone six and six plus drop test where he was using like a, a like, dropper mechanism. Yeah. Thing. Dro- like yeah. a, it just looked like a block of wood or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it showed like two or three tests in the screens, both on both devices shattered or yeah. cracked the plus shattered before the six, reg- the regular six, but it shows like the quality and you know what, yeah. but 
do they want quality or do they want apps? What would attract the phones to whoever is trying to get a new phone? It's it's an enterprise feature, right? Like you need your phone to be tough that if you do drop it walking out of the cab, you can't have it shattered and you have to worry about going to the store to get a new one. Um, but then that's also another thing where the phone, the passport is not that light. It is heavy for a phone, but it feels well built, and that's like the trade-off. Whereas iPhone, they're trying to go lighter and lighter and thinner and thinner. So the, it's just different focuses for different people. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> when did we start? How long have we been on? Do you guys know? We have been on for a approximately, I mean, exactly 59 minutes and 27 seconds. So so at an hour, we're capping this off, right? <laughs> I guess so. Well, we got to do two more three things, things then. Right, right, right. Okay, so classic open letter. Really a strange way to introduce a product that's coming. It's like, it was almost like an open letter, like, hey, I've been talking about this since February, but you still got to wait till December. <laughs> uh, classic is... is Definitely geared toward that quintessential BlackBerry user. I'm really excited to, to get one and, and try it out. I think it's going to kind of be that BlackBerry experience everyone wants. Well, us Passport users kind of know it especially. Like You just want to be able to use that keyboard to navigate the OS and, and do the little fine-tooth things. And I think we'll get there. The Classic will be that first kind of real uh, Hail Mary pass back toward what was you know the awesome device like the 9900. I know you guys... Or rather, Alex already sold his off. I still have mine. Are you going to sell it? No, I, actually, it's not worth it to sell it at this point. No one's going to buy it. Um, and if Kim I, Kardashian will. <laughs> yeah, she'll buy them for days. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe I should hold off and just say, hey, Kim, I still got one if you want it. No, Kim will uh, buy a uh, classic. She'll buy a classic. But I you know what? Like the classic, I was talking to someone the other day, and someone saying, I wish they would stick with the trackpad. I'm like, it's coming. It's, they are going to be coming out with a new device. Oh, and I showed them pictures of my phone. All right, let me know when it comes out because I will switch. And they're currently using Android because they don't want to deal with that, um, Apple. But uh, it's just the classic. It's going to attract those who were worried about switching back to BB or BlackBerry with BB10 with the current, like the Z10, the Q10. The classic is going to bring those back. I'm excited about it. I really think I think people are going to be surprised how Android works, especially in something like this. It's going to be pretty interesting. Yo! We got Chris in and out there. Oh, there he goes. He's back. He's yeah. gone. He's back. He's gone. There Chris, he is. How's and you can't hear us. He's probably had more beer than we have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? <laughs> He's like, yo, no. Uh, we're talking about the classic right now. Um, you're you're currently on a, a Z30, Chris. Is that correct? Yes. Can you guys hear me? Yep. yep. Perfectly. Sorry, um, it said my microphone was muted. Welcome, yeah. welcome. Sorry for the late entry. No, no, entry. It's always good. It's a stream. It's always going. Uh, <laughs> Chris, classic or passport? What would you go for? Oh, most definitely, I'm going for a classic. When that when that drops in December, I'm gonna be all over that. Like stank on shit, no? 
I, I really hope like Verizon gets this device. I re- Verizon needs to get their game together. I mean, they will. You bring a Z30, but not a passport. Like, blows my mind. <laughs> Chad makes a great point. Maybe maybe Lauren will come back to Team Blackberry uh, once the classic comes. Wait, she's, she seems what's she now? She's on an iPhone. She sold all her Blackberry what? products. She has an hey. iPhone five. Yeah. Are you guys screwing with me? No. no. When did this happen? I've been for like what a few months now. Yeah. Is she, has she even been in like the the group? Yeah, she's still I, there. I haven't heard. From no, because group notifications don't work on iOS. <laughs> why? Why did this happen? What? She was like so into it. I blame her boyfriend. Oh. Just yeah. Right. But no, anyway, I mean, classic. If all your peers are on like one device, after a while, you're either going to. Oh, it gets exhausting. Them, yeah. Right. You're going to convert yeah. them or fall over. I mean, especially if there's like new apps that are coming out that you really cannot get on any other device. I mean, that, that'll sway you. It really will. Yeah. yeah. I could give a shit. Like I got the browser. That's all I need. All I need to do is Google <laughs> search and. The browser. That's the, all. The browser's so awesome on Passport. Chad, do you use the I and the O to go in and out? No, actually, I don't. I um, I use my fingers to zoom in and out, and I just add a habit from my playbook as well as from my Z10. Um, the one feature that I actually use from the keyboard is using the U to open up the screen from a lock screen. The U. Oh, yeah. So if your screen is locked, yeah, it unlock. You hold U, and it should unlock. Oh, that's pretty cool. Or open up. It's yeah, it's the old you know legacy quick buttons. Just like doesn't K lock I the screen. I use TMB, the top of the screen. Yeah, top and bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I use it all the time. I wish that was something that I could utilize with the uh, Z10, like doing the double swipe up with the keyboard and. Yeah, that that you know they should. This is it's they disabled the the speed settings or the quick the quick whatever that's on Passport and every other uh, physical QWERTY device. They should allow me on a full touch device to be able to on the home screen flick up the keyboard and do like press P for Pandora or like set my own thing up. Like, be dope. like yeah. right now on, on the Z30, you can swipe up in like the browser yeah. and press P to And go it to does the... work, yeah. 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 Some of those keyboard shortcuts still work. Uh, it makes me wonder kind of like where after the classic, like are we gonna get another iterative upgrade to the classic or are they gonna kinda innovate this track? I think- Technology into something else running BB10. I think 2014 is going to be the keyboard, and then 2015 they're going to bring out the all touch. Yeah. Or or the mixture, right? Or like the slider. Yeah. Like imagine a tablet, right? Like a playbook type tablet with a trackpad, like on the corner. You know. No. Like just like a little mouse pad, you know, to to run around the tablet with. Come That's on, what we're just for. Are you gonna talk about like Chromium browser that's on the uh, on the playbook? Uh, what was that? That that browser that came. Origami. Out? Origami. Thank you. Yeah. Origami. Right. Like they're, they're, the playbook's so good still. Like I never turn it on. I never look at it. Oh, stop. <laughs> that's plugged up and charged. Oh. My actually, my playbook is my um, my nightstand clock overnight with the flip clock. Uh, and during the day, it is actually a useful tool that I use. Like I use the browser. I I actually still use the bridge feature sometimes because I like the bigger screen when I browse. But again, like I said earlier, I still go back to the passport. That's my my 
hands-on device lately, so. But I, I still use my playbook at least once or twice a year, uh, a day. I agree with you, Jeff. <laughs> once or twice a year. I was, I was about to agree with that. My no, actually, the corner and beeping right now because it's dead, yeah. And plus my daughter, she actually prefers watching movies on my playbook than my wife's iPad because the speakers are much better. Stereo front-facing speakers. Gotta I love would it. hope that you, you just trained her to hate Apple, but that works too. <laughs> Actually, my daughter, as a four-year-old, she's very smart. She knows how to use a Windows phone, a BlackBerry phone, a BlackBerry, oh, a legacy device, <laughs> uh, an Android device, and an iPad or iPhone. That is, so I don't see the generation. Oh, man. I don't even know how to do all that. <laughs> yeah. Great. She knows more about my wife's iPhone than I do. <laughs> that's kind of scary, you know? It's kinda Dude, scary. it's this generation that's coming up. Everyone is going to have social anxiety, but they're going to be insane with, with technology. Insane. Like, Where's the technology? I'm going to bridge that technology gap and hopefully bring more users back to BlackBerry. Because, you know, honestly, the classic... I wish the specs on the device would be closer to what the Passport is. Right. From what was leaked, I don't know, a few months back. But the Passport, you know what? Bringing back the trackpad and the tool belt, whatever it's called, it is it will bridge the gap from those who prefer iOS devices but miss the keyboard because it brings back the um, familiarity to back to BlackBerry, what it used to be. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly going, they're doing it to try and transfer over all of the legacy 9900 users or anyone else on the curb or anything like that. So, like, while I agree, it would be nice if they upped the specs a little bit. We're talking about people on the 9930, which has, what, 512 megabytes of RAM, or is it 768 megabytes of RAM, I think uh, it was. So I'm like, yeah. 12 or... Yeah, so these people who their their target market is for this phone, they don't give a shit about specs as long. And and BlackBerry 10 will run just great on those specs anyways. It doesn't have a crazy high resolution screen like the Passport where it needs some of those specs. So I I think it's fine. It'll work. I just I'm not gonna get it. A buddy of mine, he does um all their net, he does all the networking for a company, and they're all on legacy devices. They're on BIS. They're not on BES. And he, they asked him. Kind of like what Kim Kardashian does, find all the bold 9900 devices because <laughs> that's what they preferred. They didn't like the Q10. They didn't like the Z10 when it came out. They didn't really like the BB10 experience, and they prefer the legacy devices. So it's just he has like six brand-new boxes, and I'm like – I showed him when he came out to visit a, a couple weeks ago to Florida. I showed him BB10. I showed him my passport. I showed him everything, and he loved it because it was 10.3. Yeah. I showed him all the new features from when BB10 first came out and compared to everything. He liked it, so I sent him every, all the information that he needs. I sent them more information about the Classic. He's going to present it and hopefully bring them over from the legacy devices over to the Classic. So we'll see. Yeah, that's what it's meant for. I think it's going to be – you saying this, Kim Kardashian saying all these people saying this is getting me motivated that the Classic's going to sell really well. So I just can't do it. Like, I'm, like I Oh, no, dude. From a passport? Oh, man, no. It's a joke. Pull, bring up – use your Z10. After, like, typing on a passport and then opening up the keyboard, I'm literally, like, old man – 
Like, yeah, it's so cramped. It absolutely does. Okay. And I love the form factor of the Z10. The Z10 was like my favorite device of them all. I was sad when I heard the Z30 was a larger form factor. I was like, but BlackBerry did all this, all these studies that what 4.7 inches was the perfect size or whatever it is, or 4.3 or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, and then the Z30 came out, which was like 4.7, and I'm like, no, it's gonna be a gigantic, and it was gigantic for the first couple of days, but now I don't want a phone smaller than the Z30. I don't really want one bigger than the Z30 unless you're going like Passport because that's just different. Just um, wide. I think the Z30 is the perfect size. And you know what? I I would have to say this. I would disagree because for me, okay, I got big hands. I could actually type on the Passport with one hand. The Passport um, is the perfect device. <laughs> for for my big hands, you know what? The Passport fits perfect. <clears throat> but you know what? Before the Passport, I felt the Z10 was like the perfect size form factor. Of the device. Did you use the Z30? No, I when James came down and visit, I was messing around with his phone. You do like, like it a few days. But you know what? The one thing that turned me off about the the phone was the screen. Oh well, yeah, that's the screen on the Z10. The, the LCD, it's, it's it's phenomenal. And same thing yeah. like with the passport. I love the look, of, and it's so hard to turn down the brightness because I love how clean and crisp it looks. Um, OLED does not look that great, especially in a white operating system. It does yeah. not look very good. If everything you know, was like dark, I have black, white. I have yeah. the only thing that I have on dark theme is uh, my calendar and my text messages. I have everything else on white theme. Yeah. So like the crispness of the screen when the brightness is full up, it's just gorgeous. Yeah. I have to say, I'm definitely jealous of you guys with having the passports. Here, I'm still rocking the 30. <laughs> I, I was with the Z10, and I have to say, Chad, uh, to be honest, I've had the Z30 now for quite a while, and the Z10 was my favorite device as well, just because of the size, but the build quality of the Z30 was just 100 times better, just <laughs> the, with the speakers and everything like that, but I'm hoping once the Classic comes out that we'll see at least similar build quality, which I know with specs are not going to be the same, but you know, still have the stereo speakers. The screen on the Classic is going to be LCD as well, correct? Does anybody know I'm that? Sure, I'm something? sure it, it will be. I think Blacker is moving more towards that because there was a little benefit from going OLED, but I don't... Was the battery think, life, wasn't it? It was supposed to be like you use darker because OLED, it'll actually turn off dark pixels to display black, but I really don't think it's been that great of a game. Sorry, what? I was going to say, is it OLED or is it Super AMOLED? OLED. Uh, that OLED allows you to turn off, like, with dark or black pixels to actually turn the pixel off. Okay. That's what OLED does. Yeah, Z30 is Super AMOLED, but it's yeah. an OLED screen. Okay, yeah. I get, sorry. Phenomenal. Technology. <laughs> I need to be schooled on that. It's going to change the like next week Dude, anyway, so okay. I don't know. I still don't understand what plasma is. Like, I, it went through the generation of when that was a thing, and I'm still wondering, that sounds awesome. But it's like, no, that's like old technology. You know what? All I do about plasma is never to get it, because if you look at it at an angle, you just won't have a clear view of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. we have classic looking forward. December time frame when it's been announced. We have this Bez 12 event likely toward the 13th of November. Do you guys expect them to announce much else outside of uh, that, you know, Bez 12? It seemed like, you know, a new era of enterprise mobility is what they were hailing Bez 12. It's not an update. It's a substantial, I guess, regression. 
forward for the market in, of MDM. Aside from adding Windows support, do we know anything else that's coming with BES 12? Just that unified platform that you'll be able to, I think, manage your legacy devices as well if you still have some of those all under one console. I think BES 10 and BES 5 are still needed if you want to manage BlackBerry 10 in something like a 9900. So they'll finally kind of bridge that gap for their users. I think they've got about 80,000 enterprise customers, which is quite a lot. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see, as we had talked about previously, this event is in San Francisco. It's, it's near Silicon Valley. It's, it's in that area where there's a lot of enterprises already and a lot of enterprises that may be using BlackBerry, at least on the enterprise side as per their MDM. Do you guys think it's going to be a long event? I, I've heard that they do plan on kind of having a little bit more information and some announcements at the event. Do you guys think... I, I really think they're going to either buy Zoom or mention something about Zoom that's going to be pretty important as for the partnerships. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they're going to buy them. They, they're going to announce a partnership, whatever that may be. Maybe, Zoom, I don't know, they'll buy a, a, a into shares of Zoom or something. I don't know. I don't think they're going to buy them. But, yeah, I think was it Brandon that was talking about the last time? I just think a partnership would just be a smarter idea in yeah. that aspect. I mean, it's just, it's like them working with Glimpse back with the location. It just doesn't need to be something that they have to buy that I think yeah. just should give them the best, the best benefit for their buck. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't, like, disassociate the BBM video experience from BBM. Like, I want that to be something... Yeah, oh, if they make you go into, a, like, a browser window to do the, the... That's the one thing that I'm turned off by... If you have to go like into a browser window to talk with the other people, I'm what, not gonna like that. What I've seen is that it's like actually a standalone application. So like, uh, it'll launch another native application, but it's okay. it's Zoom in a BBM skin. BBM know? would probably be able to pull a card over then. In that theory, if it is a native app, it should be able to pull a card right. over, and it should be able to be native. It'll look okay. seamless, but at the same time, like it's another app. It's like VM okay. and meetings for the video. It's not as integrated as Glimpse is, but it will be in theory. Cause, okay. It should work seamlessly enough. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see if there's any kind of... like We may start hearing something. Because, again, why have a whole event to announce a piece of software? You know, I feel like they may actually start talking about the Internet of Things and maybe... maybe oh, I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait. Well, because that's what that's the same day for like BBM uh, meeting day. Is the same day, right? Yep, I think so. Yep. They're likely gonna announce that as some kind of enterprise package with BBM meetings as part of the eBBM suite for enterprise, etc. They will probably talk about premium BBM as well there too, right? Potentially. That would make sense. Yeah, it's. I think it's gonna be an exciting event, uh, primarily software based, and I think. That's been long overdue. We've had hardware events. I'm waiting for the software event where they talk a lot about because BlackBerry's kind of moved towards the software, you know, business. So definitely excited for this. Excited for the future. I want to see the Internet of Things kind of get together. Yeah. It seems like such a disparate, vast ecosystem of marketplaces and platforms, and if they can really kind of bring that together securely. I mean, we're talking so much money for them. So much. I mean, they're already facilitating Apple and Google in the car. Like, what else? What other kinds of transactions can they kind of take the influence on? I'd love to see it moving forward. 
Anyway, guys, let's wrap it up here. We've gone on far too long. <laughs> for I think we a... had some good discussions for not yeah. a busy wor- or news week at all. So, and I'm sure people will be commenting, you know, in the coming days in regard to BBM. Uh, BBM, what's it called? BBM. <laughs> Chad's yeah. here showing us off. I'm, I'll lock it on for you, Chad. We'll have a review. Uh, I'm going to be doing an open box on a new case that I just picked up. Um, I also will include the hard case. The one thing that I'm going to go ahead and do, and James, if you're good with it, is uh, do a contest for this case. Mm-hmm. A contest for club. That'd be sick. That's what I should have sold mine. Let me do that. Can we apologize real quick for keeping people up past 12 a.m. on a Sunday night who have worked in the morning? Late hours. What is it? After no apologies. Come on. you got to have dedication. Yeah. That's what it is, guys. Here for you almost every Sunday. <laughs> We're trying. Monday morning. You know what? We're consistent. Once a week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're doing our thing. Anyway, Chad, Chris, thanks for hopping on for the ladder in there. And Alex, as always, great to have you on. Look forward to our next conversation. You guys take it easy. You too. Take care. See you. Yeah.